It is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. Hello, hello, oh, my friends. Uh, the brakes may be needing a little adjustment, but easy on the curves. <laughs> Not a glitch to have you Just got fixed by you. This honor on you? This honor on your cow? The reference here is very obscure. Welcome, foolish mortals. You gotta give me a second, cause I, cause I gotta stop dancing to our new song intro. <laughs> dancing around da, the block. Da, 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 da. It's so weird, cause like we've talked about redoing the opening every now and then. Yeah. And I, I guess it's our our club history that makes me want to do a dance remix of something. <laughs> and a dance remix of the pirate songs is like the best thing ever. Listen, I love a club remix on everything. So you mix that with a Disney song and I'm a happy person. Yeah. Like, I'm totally down with that. stuff. Yeah. Gets you in the mood. Set uh, your morning off right, folks. Right. Good morning. <laughs> I don't know who's listening to this in the morning, but uh, hey, welcome back to the Obscure Disney Podcast, where we talk about things obscure and maybe even not so obscure, depending on how much you know. I, I always see people that post things that are like, Stop posting things about Disney. I already know. It's like, well, that's true. Not everybody knows, right? Yeah, there used to be a time and place that things were uh, harder to come by. Information was harder to come by. But, yeah. You know, since all I do is watch Disney YouTube videos constantly. <laughs> I know. Now you're spoiling things for me. I'm like, stop telling me things. <laughs> <laughs> I do very much that. Um, yeah. But we decided to hold off this week because. We usually record over the weekend and we decided to wait because inevitably Disney announces things at the beginning of the week. Oh my gosh. And then sometimes our information is off after that. So we're like, okay, well, we put out all this information and now it's wrong. Thanks a lot, Disney. <laughs> Y'all, it's a crazy day at Disney, right? It's like, always a crazy day at Disney. Especially this year. You'll you, literally that, that you're like all set to go on a Sunday and then Monday comes around and you're like, never mind. Right. Record, restart, let's do it again. Right. <laughs> uh, should we should we start out with just talking about Disneyland stuff? Because so much has happened at Disneyland since we last spoke. Completely. Yeah, let's start there. Uh, because we know Anaheim officially uh, is allowing out-of-state visitors back, which is always exciting. They need they need they need the dollars, right? You're welcome, Nevada. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, we knew it was coming uh, when they've they relaxed the the mask rules and things like that. We knew that it would wouldn't be long until they're like, okay, we need everybody to be able to come back now. Um, I did not, however, expect to see the video of the line of people waiting to get into Disneyland. When you showed me this video, that people literally went out to the street and then down Harbor Boulevard, clear to the light, like. Literally, it's halfway to the Motel 6. Yeah, like you you might as well have just stayed in your hotel room and you still would have been in line. <laughs> it was the most ludicrously long line I've seen at Disneyland in a very long time. Ever. Yeah. I've never seen one that long. And, you know, we've been there for crazy days. We were there when uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride opened in California Adventure, and it still wasn't that crazy. 
Do you remember that day I took the video between um, Disneyland and California Adventure when the lines were like merging together? And I was like, this is madness. How could you ever survive such a thing? And now it's like all halfway. It's clear down the street. It's Yeah, it's beyond. <laughs> yeah. Like, and we knew it was going to happen because people are excited, obviously, to get back into the parks. So you can't be too shocked. But yeah. I, I think about going there and pulling up to go into Disney and seeing that line. And I, I don't know that I would have wanted to stay and try to get in at that point. It looked ridiculous. Well, and this is with park reservations, you know, people right. that have already reserved. So you already know that they have capacity. If it wasn't, if, if they had no reservation system in place, oh my gosh. Yeah. Crazy. Madness. And they're all paying full ticket price, right? Ooh. Uh, I saw an opinion piece uh, that came out this week that basically just said, Disney is pricing everybody out of the parks. Which I think is a fair assessment of what Disneyland is up to. Um, We've had this discussion for years and I've heard from uh, people in the in the in the know. Yeah. That Disney's plan is that they will just keep increasing prices until it starts thinning out the numbers of people that will go. Sure. Uh, because the number one complaint at Disneyland is always the crowd size. It's a very tight park. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't been there, compa- especially compared to Disney World, Disneyland is super compact. Yeah. And it's not really made to hold the same numbers that Disney World is meant to hold. Not so, even close. Not even close. Uh-huh. Uh, and so, yeah, there are days that we've been there that it has been a fire hazard sized crowd where you are shoulder to shoulder with people and you're like, if something bad happens, we're all going to die Completely because true. there's no way out of here. Yeah. Uh, so Disney, I think, uh, has taken this opportunity to start that plan in earnest where they're like, yeah, we're going to start pricing people out now. It's the only time in history that they're going to have this option for a reset, really, right? Like they're never, yeah. they're never going to have another time when the parks have been closed for a year and a half. Um, Hopefully, yeah, exactly. Uh, knock on wood, everybody, everybody, <laughs> immediately find some wood and knock on it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we should totally change it to knock on plastic since you know that's always easier to find. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, totally, totally would work better. Um, but so this would be the time for them to reset their ticket prices that they're going to. Some of the prices you mentioned were $200 a day for um, a Just daily entry pass. pass. Um, they now have a $100 hamburger at the new Pim's Grill, right? Oh, jeez. Um, Could you imagine? I, I can't imagine a sandwich that costs $100 and me being happy with it. There's no like, level of <laughs> I can't imagine anything that they handed me after I paid them $100 that is a sandwich that would make me happy at a quick serve. Oh no. hundred dollar sandwich. Now the interesting thing is, is like, I remember back in, you know, 2016, 2017, when we would go into the parks then, and we would go in May, let's just say like, or March. Yeah. When you went in March back in the, those years, it was beautiful. It was glorious. Literally we were walking around the parks Everything was essentially a walk on. We rate, waited in almost no lines. You just casually were walking through the line through um, Indiana Jones. Yeah. And eventually you then kind of got to the point where you would see the ride and you're like, oh, I guess we're now in line. Okay. Um, I remember finally we would, most of the lines that day were 15 to 20 minute waits at most. Mm-hmm. And then we walked past um, the, uh, we walked past the, um, 
from that one was it? Matterhorn. Thank you so much. We walked past the Matterhorn and we saw a 40 minute wait and I was like, how could you no, absolutely not. <laughs> Could you imagine waiting 40 minutes in a line? So then to like see what it's really like on those days when we're waiting two and a half hours to get onto um, get onto the Hollywood or I'm sorry, um, Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Um, I would pay $200 if it meant that you could get onto 20, 30, 40 rides in a day. Do Pirates five times, mm-hmm. you know. I and that's that. what Disney's counting on you being willing to pay for, quite honestly. They're like, if we if we up the prices to $200, it will thin out the crowd and people will save up and do that because yeah. the experience potentially will be better. Yeah, but if it's to pay $200 for the right to go stand in a line for two and a half hours to no. get onto, and I love, I love the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. But two and a half hours to go on a six-minute ride? No. And you pay $200 for that experience? Yeah. I paid for this experience. I paid for this. <laughs> uh, yeah. that That's the thing is you have to hope that with the numbers of people that will be there that your $200 a person tickets will not be a, an incredible waste because I can't imagine how angry I would be to have paid $200 and reserved a day and pull up and see the line all the way down Harbor Boulevard. Yeah. I would be furious. If I'm not getting onto 20 or, or if I'm not having 20 to 40 experiences in that day, I'd be pissed. Oh. Just saying. All right. Well, and you know, we'll have to see what the rest of the world thinks about these prices. I think the general consensus is rage. Most people are mad. Right. Uh, and there's really nothing you can do about it (laughs) we'll be honest disney's gonna do whatever they want so either you pay it or you don't it doesn't bother them either way right so yeah um that's true let's go to disney world real quick though because some really exciting things came out just this week about disney world grab a plane ticket we're flying across the coasts Uh, heading south (laughs) um so Uh, They've been teasing about their 50th anniversary down in Disney World, and they announced a couple new things this week. Uh, They are introducing a new, they're calling it a nighttime spectacular. I don't know if it's in replacement of their current fireworks show, but it's called Disney Enchantment. Oh, what park? Uh, Magic Kingdom. Ah, enchantment. And it will start on October 1st, of course, because that's the beginning of everything down there. Okay. Um, They're also talking about putting 50 gold statues of 50 Disney characters across all four parks. Mm. So it'll, I I don't know if it'll be like a a scavenger hunt style thing or just a be like, oh, look, there's a gold statue of Mickey. You know, Ah. I'm not really sure what the setup for that is, but it sounds like it could be fun, right? Possibly. Okay, or not. You don't sound thrilled. No, Ken, I don't know. Like, it'd almost be, I don't know. Yeah, it's, okay. That's a thing. That's a thing they could do. You are not impressed. I will send a memo to Disney and say, try harder. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I'm kind of not excited about that. Like, it'd almost be fun if it was like 50, like, uh, icons of the company or something you know but nobody's going to want to see those as much 
Oh, like actual people. Yeah. Oh, okay. and I think if you were asked those people, they would say like, no, give it to the characters anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. It'd be fun too. I, I guess I like collections of things. So if it was collected in one local area, that'd be super cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wonder if they're going to do like merch for all 50 gold statues. Like if they're going to have like blind box plastic figures oh, where you could potentially get all 50 of the gold statues or whatever. Oh, right. That could be fun. That would pay for the statues alone. Right. <laughs> yeah, that would work. And then apparently they're getting to work on the Moana experience down there also. Oh, now this has me excited. Does it? Uh, yes, because I love the idea of Epcot being at a good place. Ah. So, yeah, that totally makes me excited. And to see, like, trees and life and stuff come back to that part of the park, it's mm. exciting to see that. Sure. Um, we've we've waited our entire, since existence began of Epcot, right? Like, to see <laughs> trees. Oh, bless Epcot's heart. Oh, poor little Epcot. <laughs> so, but yeah, like, and, and then that, that sounds exciting that they're going to be able to um, move that stage forward a little bit. So... That so, makes me happy. So, for remind me, it is a Moana experience where you're basically like what we thought was you were going to be walking past fountains or maybe have like the jumping fountain kind of thing that they have already in Epcot. I don't know that we even really fully know what it's going to be happening there oh, at, okay. at Moana. Like, I feel like they... Um, it's going to be like more of a walkthrough experience yeah. because they're not even calling it an attraction. They're calling it an experience. Uh. So I was like totally thinking like, is this giving us a um, land based option of, um, of Tom Sawyer's Island? You know oh, what I mean? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because you don't like, that's all just an experience too. Really? It's, not yeah, really it's an experience where you hit your head on rocks every totally single time. True. Yeah. Don't do that. I <laughs> Darn you. It's not even Tom Sawyer's Island anymore. It's Pirate's Island. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Every single time I'm there, no matter how careful I am, I smack my head on a rock. So I'm hoping that the Moana experience doesn't have any errant heads, head level rocks for me to smack into. Yeah, there's zero chance that's going to happen. But I'll literally get like stuck in the little caves and you have to like kick me to get me out. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to get the butter. <laughs> you got to grease them up. I told you that was for kids only. <laughs> Stop crawling around in kid places. Totally yeah. And apparently there's a corridor underneath all of where they're building that experience area. So there's thoughts that really what they're really doing is like they're doing the structural work that needs to happen to reinforce that so that they can. So it may look like they're going vertical, but they're not, it may not quite actually be happening quite yet. So we're probably getting too excited too quickly, but you mm-hmm. know, all in all, they're making progress. They're going forward. They're doing it. And, and the fact that it's going to be, I'm not going to have to like get on a boat to get there. Right. Makes it fun. Cause that's the problem with, um, with pirates Island now. Right. Is it like the mode of transportation to go to like 10 feet? It's supposed to be an experience. It's true. I had one experience once where the, the, the poor cast member, I think she was new that day and we got stuck Aww. to the point where some like we were probably there for a good 15 minutes with her trying to trying to maneuver. And by the time she got it right, there was another cast member standing on the dock and they're like, I came over to help, you know, because like I think they could tell that there was an issue. Oh, no. Uh, and, you know. Well, we're all fine. It wasn't a big deal, but it definitely is one of those moments where you go, I really am at the mercy of this cast member. You know, if they decide they want to go around the, the rivers of America, I can't stop them at this point. Yeah, that little battle, though. 
And this is why we now have rails. Right. This is why everything else is on a track. <laughs> Except for the canoes and uh, the ride over to Tom Sawyer's. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so Disney World's got stuff going on, of course. They're they're ramping up for their 50th. Um, but I also I want to talk about movies because some good stuff came out this week, too. Yeah. Right? We we went ahead and watched Luca over the weekend. Oh, we totally did. Thoughts on Luca? What'd you think? I loved the show. I thought it was super fun. Well, we were nervous at the beginning, right? We thought it was going to basically be a Little Mermaid type of an experience show. It started out a little bit like that with a, a male sea monster version of the Little Mermaid where he's like, ooh, look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Yeah. Um... And then it obviously moves away from that a bit. Although it still does kind of have the charm of the Little Mermaid uh, scenes where she's on land and she doesn't really understand what humans do. Yeah. So it had a little bit of that charm, too, with uh, the characters trying to figure out. It really did. That kind of stuff. Yeah, it was an amazing show. I feel really bad that all of the Pixar movies are being allowed to be released direct without payment you know uh-huh. um, of any kind of any of no kind at all they're just putting it right out there like yep you get all the pixars immediately but if it's a disney movie now those go into the premium package and those oh. you have to pay for you know because like soul and el luca they just put them out there and you're like i feel so bad that this is a good show i'm and, personally glad that that's happening because i want to see them and i don't want to wait four months to see them that, so incredibly frustrating and the other thing too is that it's incredibly frustrating that you have to pay the $30 for the monthly membership fee in order to see the movie. Like it's just not worth $30 to watch a movie at home, you know? Yeah. For, for us specifically with just two people, $30 is pretty steep. Completely. is. But if you're a family, if you have four kids, you know, if you have multiple people that are trying to see a movie, I'm sure it $30 is a steal at this point to get into a movie. I know there's everybody at home right now being like $30. I'd be pleased to pay $30. Right. For us, we're like, how dare you? $30. I don't even get no candy for that. Do you accept movie pass? Right. <laughs> wow. Talk about a blast from the past that definitely is not coming back. Yeah, that's not a way to see a movie right now. Um, but I, Luca was beautiful. The animation, again, like, I feel like it's a broken record at this point, but their animation is so good. Right. They're, you can't fault their animation at any point because it's so pretty. Yeah. Um, and they do such a good job of making the characters individuals and making you understand motivation really quickly. Uh, I felt like the whole movie, I was thoroughly engaged. Sometimes I, I lose interest. But Luca was not one of those where I, you know, looked at my phone instead. Yeah. Do you worry that the free to Disney Plus experience of putting it out there cheapens the movie in that it won't have the ability to ever become a Disney classic? Oh, I mean, it's I think it's harder to quantify what is a Disney classic because with movies in theaters, they can say we made this much money off of this movie. It's a smash hit. Right. Yeah. And now they just have to go. I wonder how many people watched this. I mean, I'm sure they know. Oh, yeah. They'll know exactly how many watched it and for what amount of runtime it was. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they'll know all of those things for sure. But 
I think it's, and then it potentially like it devalues the movie a bit, you know? Yeah. Well, for our generation, we're used to straight to DVD things being really bad. Yeah. So it, it, you have to get over that feeling of this is a straight to DVD movie. A DVD. Wow. Right. Why didn't I just say direct to VHS? Like why? Okay. <laughs> direct. <laughs> sending things past the theater directly to the consumer in the past has been really bad. You knew it was a bad thing when that happened. You know, that totally makes me want to go to target to see if they're selling it there on. Blu-ray. Oh, that's a good question. Um, no. And now with our current streaming services, you just kind of have to get over that feeling of, well, if it wasn't in theaters, it's not any good. Right. Because Luca was great. It was wonderful. Yeah. And I guess that's the thing, too, is that you have to make your own experience now if you're going to turn into one. So, right. you know, invite friends over and make popcorn and whatever it is that you do, make it into a fun experience at home. If that's going to be the first time you see a movie. Sounds like so much work. I know. It killing does. me. It, it, that's why I said I got bored halfway through that. Whoa! <laughs> like, like, Not the movie, just the prep for the movie. Apparently, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Very much that. Um, and we did also watch the second episode of Loki. You seemed thoroughly confused, but did you enjoy it? Oh my gosh, I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was the mainly just because I love the setting of the movie. Like it's super fun that it's set in like that fifties, uh, sixties style thing. Yeah. Type yeah. Of a look. Like that whole thing to me looks really super cool. Um, so for that reason alone, I completely love the show. And we have a great time trying to figure out if they filmed somewhere physical in Atlanta or if it was all fake sets. And it's all fake sets, right? No, they filmed some of it here. But yeah, it's it's fun to go. That kind of looks like this place. Do you imagine they filmed that here? You know, that kind of thing. And it does make had like a made in Georgia symbol at the end. So they did film here. They did. But um, that's weird. That's weird to even think about, actually. Oh. So they were down here filming during the pandemic and stuff, I guess, maybe. I think it was before. They've had it in the can that long. I think so. Because I don't think Disney's even filming down here anymore. Uh, we see filming things around every now and then. We passed uh, Six Flags and yeah. they had a bunch of filming signs around there. So, But Disney specifically, I think they moved over to London, didn't they? Over to Pine Studios in London? Oh, yeah. I Possibly. I have no idea. Obviously, Disney does not run their filming schedule by me. I've had close look. Okay. Yeah. You never know where they're filming. But either way... Uh, I have to say, as far as the show's concerned? Yeah. No idea what they're even talking about. I'm yeah. so confused. <laughs> Um, for for those of you that have watched or haven't watched, uh, this isn't really a spoiler, but it is. Uh, it has a lot to do with time travel, which gets real sticky and difficult to understand sometimes. There's a lot of loopholes and randomness that can happen when you get into time travel. So um, I'd like to think that as this moves on, uh, it'll become clearer, but... In all actuality, traveling through time just always gets weird. Always. Very true. But it's a fun time watching him go around and cause mischief. Mischief. Yeah. Um, Super fun. But a little sad news about movie stuff. Ned Beatty, the voice of Lotso Huggin' Bear, passed away uh, at the age of 83. Which is sad to hear. Um, I enjoyed Lotso. I thought he was a great villain. Uh, 
The best villain. Yeah. He he smells of strawberries, and you don't get many villains that smell like strawberries. <laughs> uh, so we're sad. This is my new life. life goal: to be the villain that smells like strawberries. Okay. I totally want this to happen. We're gonna get to use some Bath and Body Works strawberry <laughs> body spray, and you're gonna run around punching people. While you smell like strawberries. You know I already got it. You we'll call go you Lotso Punchin' Bear. <laughs> Lotso Punchin' Bear. <laughs> oh, my new Halloween costume, folks. <laughs> yes. Keep your kids away because he's just going to punch them in the head. Uh, so so true. Poor little Lotso, though. Was that the only voice he, he did for Disney, I bet? I think that's think? the most famous one he did. I, I don't recall him doing another one, but uh, he may have. Poor guy. Yeah. Sad to hear. Yeah. Um... That is sad. Right? right? Yeah. Completely true. Um, uh, another movie thing. I, I, I was watching other things this week, and I came across some obscure Disney knowledge that I did not have before. Seriously? You? I know. I it happens it. so rarely these days. <laughs> um, Ub Iwerks. Do you, does the name ring a bell? Remind me again. Ub Iwerks worked with Walt, and he helped design um, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit and Mickey Mouse. Ah, uh, yes. Um, pretty prolific in the Disney community and stuff. Um, I was watching another thing and found out that he actually did special effects for Alfred Hitchcock's movie The Birds. Oh. Which I thought was such a weird connection that the guy that designed... Oswald and Mickey also worked on this film that scarred so many people for life. Seriously, what did Disney do to the poor guy? Right. Because I remember my mom was terrified of the birds, uh, the movie, and then we watched it, and I don't think I paid very close attention as a kid because it's kind of a slow burn, Yeah, which is definitely Alfred Hitchcock style. He definitely takes his time. Uh and suspense doesn't really work for kids as much as much as you just get bored right. with what's going on. But anyway, they have lots of really impressive special effects for the time period. Uh, and one of which was using the sodium vapor screens uh, yeah, and rotoscoping out backgrounds and putting birds in places where they wouldn't be normally. Oh. Very impressive. But I was like, um, Iwerks worked on the birds crazy i that thought is, it was really cool that is a really crazy connection to yeah. be made there the more you know about disney folks i i gotta keep up our obscureness on our obscure disney podcast so i thought that would be a fun i i always think of these things as like fun facts that you can bring up with people and then i always think of that line where it's like i'm gonna give you a fun fact and they're like you should let other people tell you they're fun <laughs> so if you if you throw this one out during conversation and they agree that it's fun let me know because i think it's a fun fact that the creator of the birds one of the visual creators of the birds came from disney right yeah i think it's fun that's crazy uh um, but do you want to do you want to head to paris real quick Oh, yes. In Paris. Are we going to be talking about... So, it's a really interesting thing. Have you seen the new remake of the... Um, the the um, What's the coaster called with Aerosmith and everybody else? The Rock and Roller Coaster. So, like, Rock and Roller Coaster is in... The one that's in Paris, they are revamping the total ride to make it be the Iron Man 
right? Oh, yeah. And they're completely revamped. Like the whole thing's like apparently they could have even just built a new one for much work that they're doing on it. I guess the track is remaining the same, but they're changing out so much of the ride. And uh, they released a little bit of footage of the work that's being done um, over there. Oh, did they? And um, a bit of what the coaster is going to be like. And they were even talking about that there might they might even be licensing. um, There's somebody else that was really famous in that in Iron Man. Who was that music like Iron Maiden or something? I don't remember. I, I don't know. So there was a real famous. Um, so they're talking about like that the they're going to have that kind of music instead of Aerosmith music, which is sad because I love that for some reason. Yeah. Not even an Aerosmith fan, but it's just really fun on the coaster. Yeah. Um, so that they but they will still have like rock music and stuff in there. So you'll feel like you're having an Iron Man experience. And I'm like, this is super cool. Yeah. Like this looks amazing. But it does make me incredibly nervous for our ride, our rock and roller coaster at mm. um, here at Walt Disney World, right? Because well, because there were rumors for a long time uh, because they lost Tower of Terror in Anaheim. Yeah, they changed it over to be a Guardians of the Galaxy ride, which is super fun. Like right. you can't fault it on that. It's still a fun ride. Uh, and so they thought, okay, for sure they're going to change it now over in um, Disney World in Hollywood Studios. Right. And then everybody's like, but it doesn't fit. Why would they do that? And then there began to be rumors that they were going to change Rock and Roller Coaster to be an Iron Man style ride. Do you remember that? Like totally. back in the day they were talking about it? Because that was my question for you is like, again, that like here inside of do you i totally think that if they were to when because it's more of a when they open up a marvel universe type of a land um in walt disney world right because they're that we heard a cast member say that they can't do it until 2025 but that's very quickly approaching now gosh Um, don't say that that makes me feel so old feels like just yesterday was 2019 and here we are 2022 so it's been 84 years since 2019 (laughs) but after that point, like it's pretty much they're going to be announcing some sort of large Marvel expansion at Walt Disney World. Sure. They're just going to. It's yeah. going to happen. Do you think that it will be with inside of um, the studios or do you think that they would like I guess we know the answer. They're, they are going to open inside the studios, right? I think that, that makes the most sense. Uh, it's going to turn Hollywood Studios even more so into a must visit park. Yeah which is a great thing for Hollywood studios, obviously, because in the past it's been lacking. Yeah. There, there were times that we were watching other people at Hollywood studios and they're like, there are literally three attractions in this park. Oh my gosh. And that's a horrible thing to have in an amusement park. Like, yeah, you're not going to draw people in with three attractions. I hate to say it, but now that they've added uh, galaxy's edge, they've added toy story land. Yeah. And if they add an Avengers campus to that park, yeah. it will it will become the go-to park, I think, for most people. It, it might be on par with Magic Kingdom at that point. Yeah. Where you have to go to Hollywood Studios. Yeah. And they, we all love to, you know, fantasize about the idea of a fifth gate, but there is after what everything's been they've been going through and whatnot, I can't imagine if it's gate is coming anytime soon. No, like, I wouldn't not, think so. And that's really the only place they can put, put the park is going to be with inside of, and 
the studios. And so then if that's the case, then they have to take over those other two rights to try to fit it in there. Mm. And then you worry about like space issues because that's what it would be, right? That they're going to be taking over um, the rock and roller coaster and the tower of terror in um, Hollywood studios. Yeah. Making that the land. And then that makes me sad too, because then what happens is you're not adding any rides, adding any attractions. You're just taking revamping two rides that are already there. Right. And so that's sad. So it's, it's losing some of the novelty of it when you're like, well, yeah, it's just the same rides though. Just yeah. with different paint jobs. Yeah. And they have like that cars, um, the, um, cars experience, lightning McQueen experience. Thing. Yeah, they do. And that's totally a placeholder. If they could expand out a bit that way. And yeah. It'd be interesting to look on the map to see like how much extra space there is past that, because it'd be fun if they could figure out a way to add like two or three. It did even, I don't know. Not sure one or two. Yeah. Because they'll probably add the rides that are being added into Adventure Campus now. They'd probably add those rides. So like the Spider-Man ride. and Sure. Uh, they'd probably add a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of space back there because back during um, when they did Star Wars events there at that park, that area back there was called the Darth Mall. Yeah. Where you could go in and do all your shopping of... Uh, Star Wars memorabilia and such. That's fun. So there's a lot of space back there that I think they have a little bit of flex room that they definitely, if they're going to put Avengers Campus anywhere, that's where I imagine it would go in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, and they're probably going to revamp those two rides, and then that's all that they like to do, add two to three rides per land. Yeah. So it's only it's probably likely that we won't get very many new rides. It will just be revamping of those rides plus... Well, it'll be, yeah, it'll be copies basically of things from the West Coast to the East Coast. Granted, the Tower of Terror on the East Coast down in Florida is different than the one that was in California. So the the experience will have to be a little bit different also. But it could be really cool to go through like a bunch of cells or something that have characters in it. Oh, yeah. And since it could be... I mean, since it probably will be projections and stuff, you could change what's in the boxes every time. It could be really fun. That's really true because when you're going up and down the the elevator shaft in the Universal, or I'm sorry, in the Magic Kingdom, um, Hollywood Studios, all my parks mixed up which tonight. park are you in? But the big thing is, is that when you're going up and down those, there aren't any screens or anything. No, it's just yeah. a complete black tower that you go up and down. Yeah. Um, Gosh, that would really change the experience a lot, though, wouldn't it? It's a very different experience than California because uh. you're in this, like, air-conditioned building, and then all of a sudden these doors open and you are just hit with the heat and humidity all at once, and you're like, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the drop tower now because, whoa, boy. Yeah, you can totally feel yourself lock into it. It's yeah. crazy. It's a good time. Is it? Is it though? I think it is. <laughs> we do have pictures of you on it where you don't look like you're having a very good time. Uh, interesting. Well, maybe when they revamp the ride over and stuff, we'll have to see. But yeah. So, but they are officially doing it in Paris. They're changing Rock and Roller Coaster to the Iron Man one. They are so far down the co- course of it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, they're the what they're putting on the outside looks really incredible. There's a lot of like. Uh, seeing the, yeah I, I don't even know how to describe it but it's incredible it looks so good oh i haven't uh, seen those videos so I'll, I'll have to look around but i don't like spoilers but we're never i'm not getting to paris anytime soon so yeah that's what we thought about the ratatouille right too and then all of a sudden we're getting a um similar one here so you're like uh-oh. right 
Now I have to try to re- forget everything that I did over there. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, That's a lot of stuff we talked about. Do you have do you have anything else that you need to say about Disney? Because that was a long discussion. Right. I think we talked about every Disney thing ever. We fit it all in there. That's what we do here at the Scare Disney Podcast. Right. Now if we just get Fantasmic back up, we're good to go. Oh. <laughs> but it's like I always say, World of Color is still the best nighttime show that Disney's ever made. Follow my perfectly sculpted two-finger point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com. Always be proud of what makes you unique. And we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast.